Chapter twenty seven of The Heart of Philura by Florence Morse Kingsley. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter twenty seven The Lady's Aid. My dear Philura, Mrs. Buckthorn began at once, I was never more surprised in all the course of my life. Her large face wore a chastened expression of grief, and she stepped softly as she entered the hall. I suppose I may see it, she murmured, in precisely the same tone she would have used in a house of mourning. Yes, responded Mrs. Pettibone, also in hushed accents. He's asleep now. Dear, dear, sighed Mrs. Buckthorn as she stooped over the unconscious infant. My, my. And she clicked her tongue rapidly against the roof of her mouth, as the proper preliminary for a repetition of her initial remark varied only by a change of emphasis. My dear Philura, I was never more surprised in the course of all my life. Isn't he a dear? propounded Mrs. Pettibone boldly. She added with noticeable pride, almost arrogance, Dr. North says he's an unusually fine child. He weighs nine pounds, and of course he'll gain on proper food. Mrs. Buckthorn clicked rapidly, as if words were inadequate to express her emotions, and then she shook her head. You shouldn't have done it, Philura, she said solemnly. Why not? asked Mrs. Pettibone, but it was evident that she did not ask for information. Her question, on the contrary, expressed unqualified defiance, and so indeed Mrs. Buckthorn interpreted its meaning. You should have consulted me before taking such a serious step, she said. You don't know what it is to bring up a baby. Mrs. Pettibone, fortified by her recent conference with Dr. North, elevated her chin slightly. Nobody does till they try, she said. I suppose I can learn, just as you did. Mrs. Buckthorn transfixed her with an awful look. Motherhood, she stated sonorously, prepares a woman for the arduous duties which await her. You have had no such preparation, Philura, and therefore... What about trained nurses? They're not even married, and they learn. Mrs. Pettibone's tone, and indeed her manner, was almost flippant. She added, Dr. North says I shall get along splendidly. He says... What are you feeding the baby? interrupted Mrs. Buckthorn, gazing suspiciously at the child's sleeping face over the top of her spectacles. Modified milk, replied Mrs. Pettibone glibly. Top milk, boiled water, and lactose in proper... Oh, my! broke in the older matron. That will never do. I don't believe in these new-fangled... But Dr. North says... I have no confidence in doctors when it comes to babies. Oh, but what should a big, rough man know about a tender, delicate infant? demanded Mrs. Buckthorn excitedly. What you want to feed that baby is... The doorbell rang. It was Mrs. Puffer, and she carried an amateurish-looking parcel done up in newspaper and tied with a strip of red and white checked gingham. I just ran in for a minute to bring these little slips, she said breathlessly. 
and to see the baby oh isn't he it is a boy oh i thought so the minute i looked at him what are you feeding him oh yes i think that's good only i had barley water instead of plain water and if this precious little tummy gets upset leave off the milk entirely how can you tell oh by the doorbell rang it was miss electa pratt she came in her befrizzled head very much on one side her angular chin seeking to hide itself coyly amid the ruffles at her throat i feel so funny she giggled i don't know what to say philura with a baby oh dear dear i couldn't have been more surprised if you'd really oh don't you know isn't he tiny how do you dare to touch him i shouldn't i know and what does mr pettibone say he isn't in oh that's too bad i wanted to ask him oh and flora if you haven't got a crib for the baby ma says there's one in our attic you can have just as well as the doorbell rang it was mrs salter carrying a small square box of an ancient and fly-specked appearance well seems as though our sewing society she murmured i just ran over to bring you a sample of dr pilwick's patent purified baby food an agent left it at the store last winter obed doesn't carry it in stock but he says he can get it for you if it agrees with the baby oh there it is oh, what a care i wonder you dare attempt it as i was saying to obed if the lord had seen fit the doorbell rang mrs bartlett like a shadow of woe in her sombre garments glided in she was a pretty woman with eyes perpetually reddened by weeping everybody in innisfield knew that she had lost four children one after the other and the four little mounds in the cemetery never lacked fresh blossoms summer or winter she kissed mrs pettibone silently and then moved toward the two chairs and the pillow on which reposed the sleeping infant oblivious to the storm of excitement his small presence in the parsonage had evoked she gazed at the child long and earnestly he looks she murmured in the ear of her pastor's wife like my little jamie the other women in the room were silent even mrs buckthorn blew her nose loudly and sympathetically mrs pettibone squeezed the bereaved mother's hand she knew now she was telling herself how poor mrs bartlett felt before she had not been able to guess i've brought over a few things murmured the lady in black i'd like you to have them for this dear little baby mrs pettibone murmured her thanks the expressman will leave a wicker crib and a perambulator i suppose you haven't had time no i don't care to keep them any longer my babies don't need them and this dear little soul how strong and well he looks the doorbell rang mrs trimmer and mrs bassett arrived together both ladies carried parcels so this is what became of our lady's aid crowed mrs bassett all smiles you ought to have seen mrs deacon scrimger and me with the cups and a pot of boiling tea and the cake and all oh here's the baby 
you certainly did give us the surprise of our young lives mrs pettibone no wonder you forgot the devotional exercises most anybody would mrs trimmer had already pressed her parcel upon mrs pettibone's acceptance a few binders she murmured just tore off of silk and wool flannel some folks catch stitchem but i never did their little stomachs are too tender oh isn't he where did he come from you'll tell us i know seven pairs of earnest determined eyes fastened upon mrs pettibone's flushed and conscious face i was just going to ask philura that very same question intoned mrs buckthorn is he an orphan twittered mrs puffer patting the blankets anxiously i s'pose he come from somewhere round here inferred miss pratt astutely i heard you brought him in the buggy well we've decided not to tell a slight murmur of surprise arose from seven protesting mouths don't be hasty philura warned mrs buckthorn a secret about a baby is bound to come out well mr pettibone and i both think that on account of the parents ah oh, they are married stated mrs pettibone doggedly but we don't know we don't even know their name well that is i do know their first names and i've named the baby you've named the baby already cried mrs puffer in obvious disappointment i was just going to suggest and i suppose of course mr pettibone being the adopted father his name said mrs pettibone positively is stephen when just before tea-time the minister returned from a round of parish visiting he found his wife alone with her new treasure in a room abounding in new and unfamiliar objects <laughs> why what's happened he inquired gazing short-sightedly at several elaborate creations of wicker-work a number of patent nursing bottles a bath-tub and a profusion of small garments spread out on the chairs and tables oh silas cried his wife everybody is so interested you can't think the doorbell rang it was miss malvina bennett she wore her sewing by the day dress and carried a large roll of fashion books under her arm mm -hmm, murmured miss malvina after she had inspected the baby who was at that moment engaged in absorbing his allotted portion of top milk so that's the way it turned out well well she nodded her head understandingly i ain't a-goin to ask you where it come from but i could make a pretty good guess if i was to try we're not going to tell anyone malvina miss bennett cackled dryly i met em a-comin away she said oh land they was canvas in the subject Electa pratt she's a sharp one they brought it home in the buggy she says positive so it must a come from around here i didn't let on but i says to myself unless them folks has gone i says and even then does milly orne knows all about it oh, milly won't tell murmured mrs pettibone 
it's just on account of miss malvina nodded just as well to keep it close if you can she agreed but what's become of her don't she want the baby oh she thinks she believes it died she went away believing miss bennett gave vent to a snort of disgust if that ain't like that stuck-up old woman she'd a drove the girl to her death be drowning if it hadn't been for me i told her point-blank about the encircling good or not that i knowed much about it myself but it seemed to take a hold on that poor young critter it did for a fact she approached her kind wrinkled face close to mrs pettibone's i mailed a letter for her she whispered i kind of thought yes said mrs pettibone he must have received it oh do you mean he took her away well i want to know miss bennett poked the small flannel bundle in mrs pettibone's lap with an experimental forefinger i'd admire to make some clothes for it she said i could do em evenings it's child's play to sew them little things and i'd love to i declare i would twould be a change from grown-up sewing her faded eyes met those of her pastor's wife with an imploring look you wouldn't mind philura of course i wouldn't mrs pettibone returned promptly i can't sew nearly as beautifully as you do her thin arms closed jealously about the tiny form i'm not going to be selfish with him she breathed you can come in and hold him whenever you want to melvina and you can pretend he's part yours oh, can i cried miss bennett joyously oh say i'll be his auntie malvina that's what i'll be it's kind of suitable too when you think of it me a making her a dress and mailing a letter to his pa and keeping her out of the pond and like that <laughs> don't you think so end of chapter twenty seven